This is Variety Shunavir for Akashi Media Podcast Live. I'm live on location today in Pasadena, California. And um, you're going to hear a lot of live sounds today on this podcast. Today I just wanted to say a little something about the, the tragedy of, of what's going on with the Braxton family and I really hope that Tamar Braxton recovers very very soon it's very sad that she has attempted suicide and tried to take her own life and I pray for her her child her family that she will recover well this industry of entertainment it's not something that's for everyone Not everyone can handle the pressure. And I don't know if her attempted suicide has anything to do with the entertainment industry or or just something personal that's going on in her life. I have a cousin that's currently working with her her sister Toni Braxton, new album, Stevie Jackson. Um, I haven't had an opportunity to talk with Stevie about um, tomorrow's um, situation or if he has talked to Tony about it or not. Um, but I really hope that she can pull through really well and heal. I read, though, on the Internet that she felt like her life was not her own. She felt controlled and being told what to do. And maybe people do that even with record labels, with family, with religion. A lot of things can bring that on, relationships, so on and so forth. She's a grown woman. She's a mother. Why should she be controlled by anyone? She's a queen. Why should she answer to anyone? Her journey is her own. Allow her to walk it. And if you want to come along with her, help her be a support system, but don't try to control her space. And maybe that's where she's at right now. She wants her own space and she doesn't want it to be controlled by anyone. And that's understandable. Anyone of any age want their own space, even babies, you know. Um, what I do look at is that her sister, Tony Braxton, became an overnight sensation superstar with her hit title album, Boomerang. And she brought her sisters along with her when she signed her record deal. I saw Tony Braxton's bio on herself on her um, film that she had, and it was inspiring to me. She's a very strong sister, a very dedicated sister. She went through a lot. And Tony is a sister and a mother and a daughter that when times got rough for Tony Braxton, she still took care of her home front. She took care of her family. Everyone depended on her with her fame in spite of her bankruptcy in spite of her child being ill 
with autism, in spite of her husband not working, everyone depended on Tony, and she was even ill with lupus. And she still had to carry everybody. She didn't take the way out of attempted suicide or suicide. She got back in the studio, tried to find ways to manage her money and to get back on her feet. She bought a mansion, brought her family into the mansion so they could all have a place to live. She carried everybody. Her children needed her. Tamar's son needs his mother. And, um, you know, as parents, we have to make sure our children are in the best hands in case anything ever happens to us. But when we make decisions, sometimes it can affect a lot of other people besides ourselves. I'm a mother and a grandmother. I'm not perfect. My daughter left me at the age of, what, 13, when my storm came. She didn't even want to stick around. I was going through some financial woes in my life with some things. And she wanted to go to Detroit. Broke my heart. She sat in court. She didn't want to be with me anymore. That was heartbreaking. My only child didn't want to be with me anymore. So people leave you. We're not doing well. Even your own kids, they'll turn it back on you. There are people who are parents, and I'm not the only one who's been through this, but there are parents who children don't call them, see about them. They start families, have relationships, boyfriends, so on and so forth, girlfriends, new marriages, don't check on their parents, been good to their children all their life, make sure they was fed, clothed, went to the best school, try to give them the best education that they could. Maybe even try to give them the best living environment that they could, but it still wasn't enough. It wasn't good enough or enough. People want to step in your business, in your lane, in your space and tell you what to do, how to do things what they like and dislike. But it's your journey. God gives a woman the opportunity and the power to become a parent and a mother. And that's not something that they have to do. It's their choice to carry the world and allow their child to see the light of life. Whether we make these mistakes or not, whether it was a good mistake or a bad mistake. However, life is given. But God knew that we weren't gonna be perfect either. When he saw us before we were even born. A lot of people cannot deal with Christianity. It's so hypocritical in so many ways in Christianity. I see so many things with the churches. It's more than just food donations. It's more than just people coming to you and making you feel wanted and needed.
people need reality and truth in their lives. I myself like Buddhism and Taoism and I say it all the time on my show because why did I choose it? I've been a part of Christianity. I've been to churches. I've seen how they dunk people in the bathtubs and things like that, the Baptist churches and things like that. People get the Holy Ghost and run all over the place. But I chose Buddhism and Taoism for myself because I like the peace that it brings me. I like that it allows me to deal with my own karma, to eliminate my own karma. That could be bad karma, ancestral karma. That could be bad karma. It allows me to learn how to forgive. It makes me new again. It makes me feel like zero. And when I say zero, zero means that I feel new, fresh. I feel empty. A different type of empty, not an empty of hurt, empty or pain, empty, but empty of clarity, clearness, vivid. Brand new is what I feel. And yes, I've had the Holy Spirit. I have spoken in tongues as well, too. I've had experiences with spirituality. I've even been to hell spiritually and back. Even in that state of spirituality, no one can bring you out of that. But the Father in heaven, not even Jesus, can save you in hell. He has to bring you out. And I was fortunate that where I was at that time and that spiritual experience that I had, how I ended up there, I don't know. I was reading part of the Bible of Daniel or something. And I don't know, I ended up there in some spiritual way, I don't know. But it, it was something that happened. And, um, but I was fortunate that the Father in Heaven was there with me. And I was able to speak and say, please take me away from this. I don't want to be this. And he rescued me. But the devil did say, she's mine. She belongs to me. And he said, no, she is not. Take your hands off of her. And I did. I had demons beat me up. Smack me around, stump me, kick me, hurt me. Fists is all over me and everything. Hell is real. And I'm not going to tell you that it's not. It's quiet. It's dark. And if you don't have a great covering on your spirit, your spirit burns. It starts to burn slowly. It's very uncomfortable. It's not a place to go. Believe me, you don't want to go there. And my experience with that is that my head got chopped off in the spiritual world. And my old body is still down there running around without a head on. However, my spirit became new because I asked God to please save me. And he did give me a new spirit. And I have a new spirit and I have life. So, um, I believe in reincarnation as well. Um, because I believe people die before their time. And if there's something that God wants you to do, he's gonna bring you back until it's finished and it's done. That's what I believe. 
I just hope that Tony can find peace in herself, look at her son and her child and say, I need to be there with my son. My son needs me. He's a child. There's a lot going on in this world right now. We got Black Lives Matter and everything, protesting for the rights, the human life, the black people, lives who have been taken. And um, our children need our protection. They need our love, they need our prayers. I pray for my daughter all the time, my grandchildren all the time. And even though my daughter is no longer with me, I kept her in prayer and she's almost lost her life to domestic violence. She's had domestic violence with men and women in Detroit, family members in Detroit. Um, There's a man serving time right now, 30 years for stabbing her 16 times. But um, she survived it because I prayed for her. And I knew something was wrong with my mother. I'm very spiritual. I have dreams about my daughter. I had a dream about her recently that she was shot in her shower. She hasn't called me. I've been calling her. My family members been saying, oh, she's okay, she's fine. I said, but she hasn't called me. That's how I know she's fine. Um. God never lies to me. He's not a liar. And the Father of Heaven cannot lie to you. I believe that anyone who needs clarity in their lives and unsureness, I think they should pursue Taoism and Buddhism. I started off with a book and with books written by Dr. Shah, S-H-A, called Divine Transformation. And he has mantras in that book that you can say different mantras. And once I started saying these mantras, things I could see in my past vividly, the light started shining in everything. It's just like regular daylight. I can see the past very clear and I'm nearsighted. And very clear, very clear. And that's and that goes to show that even being with nearsightedness in this lifetime, that where I was with the light shining in my life with mantras, because I used to do, I do my mantras before I go to bed. That shows that whatever you had you can see clearly. So even if you were blind, you would see clearly in that lifetime. Um, I thought it was the best thing for me. People need peace in their lives. They need clarity in their lives. If they are sure about something, they need to know about why this happened, how come this happened. You start getting the answers. And um, God can make you humble and bring you into your own light. Because everyone has one. And um, I just hope Tony and her sisters will allow her sister to shine in her own light. 
her mother's very religious. I saw that on their TV show that she's very religious and everything. But sometimes when I see people, when they're religious, too much religion, it makes them mentally ill. Some people are really mentally ill with religion. I see people all the time walking down the street, they're talking to themselves, they're out loud, they're all in the streets and everything, you know? And it can really get to you because people say one thing, they do another thing, they wanna control you, they wanna be different. No, same thing, you know, you have people who are police officers going to church and they come out the church wearing a badge and gun and then they kill you the next moment. You know, all that is hypocrisy to me. Um, oh, you're gonna hear some noise because I'm on vacation on a live, I'm on live location in Pasadena, California today on this Sunday. And I wanted to be on location today with all these sirens because I had an episode on police brutality. So the sirens in the back was very loud and vivid and that's why. So, but I'm still here on location. Um, but I just wanted to say um, this industry can be unfair to people. Um, people don't always get paid their money. Um, people need help. I've met a lot of artists that need help. I've met artists that are homeless, um, artists that have medical issues, and they're struggling. Music Cares is a very good company that help people when they're in need, and Music Cares and things like that. Um, mental health issues is a big game though and a big money maker. A lot of people are making money on people mental health. Um, just like the shelters and things have made money on people and keep people in there for years and years and years and years and years. They have organizations that want to take over people's money and become their payees or their Social Security and then throw them out in the streets. That makes mental problems and things like that. So there's a lot of things going on with people. But we got to keep our heads up. And we got to keep our minds right. That's how I was taught. Keep your mind right. Keep positive things in your mind. Read positive things. Think positive thoughts. Keep asking God why. Why me? Until he answers you. Because he will eventually. If you feel something is wrong, something is wrong. It's always your first thought, not your second thought. The second thought is the doubt one. The one that's the first is the one that's the correct thought when you know something is supposed to be done. And even in your heart, and even in your gut feeling. Tomorrow was taken off of the TV show for whatever reason they had with her on the television show, The Real, and she was replaced. So she had some disappointments but this show business, you will have disappointments. My mother, Florence Ballard, I'm her first daughter. Everyone calls me Rosalind, but my name is Nicole. 
But I changed my name when I was 23 years old to Variety Chenevere. And um, I went through that phase with my mother and I wrote a book called Rich and Famous, Famous and Broke, my mother Florence Ballard. When the lights went down, they called her Penny. That's my new novel that's coming out about my mother and my life with my mother. And I hope you all pick it up when it's on the availability on the uh, bookstores, so on and so forth. Um, And I went through that journey with my mother with being homeless for a minute. And um, because we were only homeless maybe two days. We really wasn't even homeless. And we wasn't really homeless because we lost our house, but we wasn't homeless. We wasn't homeless because we, we, my mother had always put money in banks, bank, not a bank accounts, but piggy banks. And I said, mom, you can have my money. And she looked and you know, technically to me, it was still her money. She put it in there, you know, but she took it. She got all the money, got the wrappers, and wrapped up all the money and the coins and everything and the dollars. And out of those three piggy banks, she had $16,000 saved up. And we were able to get a new home again. I said, we're still a family mom. But you know what? I want to sing like Michael. And you put me on stage. <laughs> and she looked at me and said, uh, she just stared at me for a minute and she said, hmm. Then she said, no, nah, I'm the mama. I'm supposed to take care of you. I said, but mama, I want to sing though. I want to sing like Michael. Come on, let me sing. I seem to make money for the family. Hey, you know? And, and, and that's where I was at. And I wish that my mother had lived to see me become a writer in film because I am the original creator of um, Booty Call and Set It Off films that grossed over $150 million. Those were my first two films that came out. I came to California. I left Detroit in 1993. I attended film school at UCLA Extension and 94, set it off in Booty Call, got released in 95, 96. There's a lot of people that are still waiting to get their first films done. And I had to pitch studios and I pitch um, new life, I mean, new, um, what, what is it? New, new uh, cinema. And um, that was my homework assignment actually the pitch studio so I did it and I met my agent representative Takashi Bufford who ended up being on my writer's credit and because I had an emergency in Detroit Michigan someone caught on fire and I went to go see a relative that caught on fire and we had this deal on the table and at the time I did not have my cell phone and things like that so I won't say that he actually took the writer's credit because he had intention on doing, intentions on doing so, but I really don't know. 
but I wanted to go to the Writers Guild with him. And he said, no, I got this, I got this. You don't have to go to the Writers Guild. I'll make sure everything is in your name, too. And um, I was told that he came, the producer had came back to my house while I was in Detroit. My neighbor saw them come back, but at the time I was also supposed to write a movie for um, Charlie Atkins because I saw Charlie Atkins at the... Um, at the uh, newsstand that's right down the street from my house in West Hollywood. Um, then I met him. He said, yeah, write a movie about me. I need a movie. I'm going to go see Joe Jackson. I said, oh, really? Okay, cool. And here's my number, you know. But he died not long after that. And I was like, oh, man, that's messed up. Charlie Atkins was the dan- uh, dance choreographer for Motown artists. So he wanted me to write a film about him. And it could still be done. Um but um yes we were we it was just a moment because i offered my money to my mother to get a new home and and that's what i did so we weren't homeless on the streets like that you know we lived from place to place and stuff like that but we always went to everybody's always went to everybody's house grandma's house and everything like that so but um i was taught at a young age that i had to take care of myself you know, it wasn't like, oh, you know, uh, keep yourself up, look the part in order to find you a Prince Charming and a guy come pick you up and put you in this mansion and his Bentley and all that. No, I wasn't taught none of that. I was taught you're going to have to take care of your damn self and get your own, period. Um, but God bless those who have a good man that can take care of them and their children and they got it like that. My mama had a man that did stand by her when she went through those things, but it's not easy, our relationships, you know? So I just want Tamar Braxton to know that in her space, she's not alone, but you can recover and you can get stronger. And there's room for you to get stronger and to recover and to do better. And that the entertainment industry is not the only industry that you can make millions of dollars. It's not the only industry that you can be successful in. I've been into real estate, interior designing, architecture, um, and there's so much, there's so much room to do all these things. You just have to have a new plan, and there's nothing wrong with a new plan and re-strategizing things in your life. It doesn't mean that you failed. Sometimes you do something, you start out, and it just didn't work out. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It just means that it didn't work out. It didn't work out the way that I thought it would. And it's okay if it doesn't. Same thing with with relationships. I didn't think that my daughter would move on from me. But she didn't like the way, I guess, things were. However, she had a good home, good school, everything, you know. But I look at a lot of things today with people, with women. And I open up my eyes not to judge. I have friends. I've danced in music videos myself as well. And I've had friends that have had BA degrees that were still strippers at the strip club. But they used that money to go to college with, and they were single parents. Um, 
But I tell you one thing I learned about that. Men like freaks. They're like women's stilettos, tight pants, sexy. You know? Believe it or not, I think they turned off by schoolgirls. I was a schoolgirl. And not everybody was really turned on by that. They was turned on by them, them freaks. <laughs> them sexy women. And I wasn't a person quick to give up the booty either. And they like those that's ready to get down with that. You know, they like them party girls. You know, you ain't got no my name long, you know? And I wasn't like that. I'm still not like that. Um, my husband, I got married. He called me up, he said I had sex with a prostitute. He married her. So, don't think that a man like smart women, a church girl, a saved girl, because she goes to church with him. Now, and she still drives those cars and those Bentleys and look down at her feet and wear her tight clothes like, ooh, I'm sexy, and put on her lace wigs and all that. You know, and he told me once, I thought about coming back home to my wife. Really? Huh? Huh. Nah. I don't feel that anymore. But, um, it's like that sometimes. He not only left me, but he took $3 million with him in euros. So, I moved in with her and brought her from Africa to America. So, that's in one of my other books about my life. <laughs> so, um, I'm just going to say, hey, ladies, gents, whatever, who's listening, my audience, it can happen to you. I'm sure I'll probably miss some guys in the closet, too. They just didn't want to admit that. But, um, things happen. A lot of things happen. I've been embarrassed before many times about things in relationships and I'm just a laid back type of person now I'm cool off and I just I, I live at home alone I'm not even interested in really being married or anything like that anymore you know I live on my own I make pretty good money doing for myself and that's it and it's funny because men complain and say you ain't got no man living with you Got all this, you need a man here with you. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Floyd used to, Floyd Mayweather used to show up over my house quite a bit, though. Right before the Manny fighting, come on, like 2, 3 in the morning. I used to try to get Floyd on the schedule. I've been knowing him since childhood, though. Um, we've been good friends for a long time. We had a real good relationship. And, um, I try to get him a schedule even in the daytime. I said, why don't you just call before you come? Then just show up, guys, so I can be there. That's simple. Not him. <laughs> um, but um, he's still a good friend of mine and everything. But um, I just want to say, Tamar, pull through. Your child needs you. Your son needs you. 
He needs his mommy. I know you have a family, you have sisters, but you're his mother. Tony has her own children. Your mother has raised hers. He needs his mother. I'm a mother and a grandmother now. My grandchildren need me, but I'm not willing to move back to Detroit because there's nothing there. I don't feel that. But my daughter doesn't want to come to where I'm at either. So it's a rocky thing for me to not be in the life of my grandchildren or my daughter. It's not good for me to have a daughter who's had domestic violence with men or be the one that's uh, supposed to be the hard worker and things like that. I don't like that. I'm not turned on by that. It's not good for me to be a mother and my daughter have a relationship with a man I've never met. You know, don't care to meet me or whatever case may be, but I know something is going on because I know really deep down inside, if everything is all right, you want to show me that it's all right. You best believe you want to bring home a real winner. And I already know that. But you know what? People settle. But you don't have to settle. And a boy, young boy, needs to see a strong woman, a strong mom. Once you say, hey, mom, my mom has pulled through. That's what you want, Tamar. That's what you want. And you will be praised. You're a beautiful woman. You look beautiful with a bald head, I tell you that. But you pull through, sister, and hold on. And I hope my podcast gets to you, too. Because God's eyes is watching. And it's not over for you yet. You're not finished yet. There's something new you can do. Just clean slate, and it's all right if you do. You can speak out now and say, look, I want control of my own life. I don't want people telling me what to do. I'm a grown woman. I'm a mother. It's time for you to take that control now and let people know this. And if they don't want to do it, you got to cut it loose. You got to cut it loose, but not your life. Let God take you when it's time to take you. You still have time to enjoy your life, enjoy your son, become a grandmama yourself, see him get married, go to college, or whatever it may be, grow up to become a man in this time that we got protesting for Black Lives Matter of White cops taking black men and black boy lives. He need his mother to protect him and to guide him and to pray for him. Because you matter, Tamar Braxton. You matter. Thank you for listening, my audience, to Akashi Media Podcast Live. This is Variety Shunavere, the daughter of Florence G. Ballard the late Supreme from Detroit, Michigan, and Motown. Um, Take care, everyone. Keep tomorrow her family in prayers. Thank you.